every day we need to really number our days and realize that our life is short. God, I pray that we would really start looking to you and stop looking to our circumstances. This world we live in right now is all about our circumstances. Is everything okay? Is everything something good? Am I making enough money? Do I have the right kind of relationship? Is my house doing great? Are my retirement funds doing well? Everything seems to revolve around circumstance. But Lord, our life is short. And so I pray today that we would truly look to you for understanding and purpose in this life, not to our circumstances. But we would look to your ways, not our ways. So thank you for loving us. I pray it all in Jesus' name. Amen. So life is short. Life is short. I don't know what to tell you guys, but life is short. Pope Benedict the 16th died 95. Barbara Walters died at 93. Pele, great soccer player from Brazil, died at 82. Franco Harris, the running back from the Steelers, the 7th, died at 72. Christy Alley, the Cheers actress, 71. John Aniston, 89. That's Jennifer Aniston's father. He was on Days of Our Lives, the soap opera. Gallagher, the comedian, 76 years old, used to smash watermelon. Who, who remembers Gallagher? I love Gallagher. Loved growing up watching Gallagher. He was 76. Jerry Lee Lewis, Great Balls of Fire, 87. 87 years old, he died. Robbie Coltrane. Joel might know who Robbie Coltrane is. He was 72. He's Haggard. Haggard from the Harry Potter series. Remember Kenneth Starr? Kenneth Starr was that lawyer who took after Clinton and water, Whitewater and all that fun stuff. He was Dave Water. What, what was it, Watergate? Whitewater. Yeah, 76 years old, dead. Queen Elizabeth II, 96 years old. Mikhail Gorbachev, 91 years old. Russian president, tear down this wall. You remember that guy? Olivia Newton-John, 73 years old, Greece. Bill Russell, NBA Lakers, center, 88 years old. They all died last year or in 2023. Lieutenant Uhura, Star Trek, first black and white kiss on television, 89 years old. Tony Dow. You know who Tony Dow was? Beaver, the beaver. Hugh Smalley, 77 years old, died last year. I haven't gotten to her yet. Elisa Marini Presley, she passed away as well. Paul Sorvino, 83 years old, best known for being an actor as a mobster. I remember because my dad would always watch Italian mobster movies. Growing up in Italian, we would watch all the mobster movies, so he was in several of them. James Kahn, 82 years old. He was in The Godfather with Sonny. That's how I remember. You kids remember him, James Kahn. You know who he is? He's the dad of Godfather. 82 years old. He's gone. Yeah. Ray Liotta, 67, another mobster guy. 
Estelle Harris. You know who Estelle Harris is? Seinfeld, George Costanza's mom. She's 93. She's gone. You kids might remember her as Mrs. Potato Head in the Toy Story series. The Toys of Her. She's gone. in the book to not care about God, to not come to church, to not read their Bibles. And I'm telling you right now, when we get there, there is no excuse good enough, not one. And we are all going to be judged for everything that we've ever said and done. And that's not a fun message to preach to you, but David's going to talk about it today. Psalm 39, life is short. life to the next life. And my concern for all of us is, are we going to hear, well done, good and faithful servant, or are we going to be judged really harshly? That's my biggest concern. We have people in this area that don't go to church anymore. And I'm telling you right now, in the United States, according to George Barna, we will be a not a Christian country by 2070. 2070, we're on the path right now where we are not going to be a Christian nation. I don't think we're a Christian nation now. If you really want to hear my opinion, we're not a Christian nation now. Many people don't follow Jesus in his ways. They follow what they think is right and what they want to be right. They take the scriptures out of context to fit what they think is okay. And they live that way thinking they're going to be okay. And I'm telling you now, it's not. It's not okay. I don't have perfect theology either. And so when I'm preaching to you guys, I'm preaching to myself. But I'm trying to get you to understand that we need to invite friends, families, co-workers, loved ones to get together to a place where they're going to find a church that shows love for one another. You can be entertained all day long. Church can entertain you. In fact, many people will go to church nowadays and they go, well, if they're entertaining me, I'll give them some money. That's what they're looking for. If you do something for me, I'll do something for you. If you scratch my back, I'll scratch your back. And the reality is, life is short. We're here today and gone tomorrow. The scriptures talk about the brevity of life a lot. Today, David is going to ask an important question, and I want you to pay attention to the question that David is asking, and I want you to ask yourself if you're saying the same thing in this psalm that he said, because life is short. What are you doing with this? This is Psalm 39. The title is simple. What is the end of man? says this in verse 1, I said, I will guard my ways that I may not sin with my tongue. I will guard my mouth with a muzzle so long as the wicked are in my presence. I was mute and silent, verse 2, I held my peace to no avail. And my distress grew worse, verse 3, my heart became hot within me as I mused the fire burned. And then I 
spoke with my tongue. Verse 4, O Lord, make me know my end and what is the measure of my days. Let me know how fleeting I am. Verse 5, Behold, you have made my days a few handbreadths, and my life is nothing before you. Surely all mankind stands as a mere breath. says his life is a handbreadth. We're here today and we're gone tomorrow. What are you doing with your life? Because I'm telling you right now, there is an eternity. We will live forever. Now you may not believe me, and that's okay. But according to the scriptures, we'll either be in God's presence forever or we will be eternally separated from him. So I am studying the scriptures every day to try and figure out how not to be in that place. And I tell you right now, if you talk to my kids, I fail every day. I am not perfect. I make mistakes. I fail every day. And David said so rightly here, life is short. And what's interesting is, so does his son Solomon. Solomon says in Ecclesiastes, chased after everything under the sun. He looked for all kinds of meanings in life, and he found that life was meaningless. When you chase after everything under the sun, money, cars, women, drugs, all of it is meaningless for him. That's what he found out. In fact, as we study Ecclesiastes chapter 1 and chapter 2, that's all he can do. And then there's a great
I'm 76. I'm 77. I got 10 more years. How many of you are saying to yourself, I'm in my 60s. I'm good for at least 20 more years. I'm in my 90s. I got what?
got done about 15 minutes early with our stranding and everything, and there was a map, and the kids all had these iPads that either had been given to them or they rent, something like that, and they get iPads from Children's Mercy, and all of the kids were huddled in a corner playing Roblox, and I'm thinking to myself, they wanted to get done with all of their school stuff so they could get to their Roblox, and I thought, wow, that makes no sense. So I think that was invented as an idea of being able to help and up and he's like, I forgot your name, Mr. Teacher. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. Mr. Bobsio. He's like, well, I, I think this is right. Can I go get the Ikea mat and put it in the closet? And I'm like, is that a thing? And all the kids are like, yeah, everyone does that. And I'm like, okay, let's go down to the, that, I guess that's a thing. Mine was, can I go to the bathroom? Yours is, can I go to the media lab so I can plug in my iPad that was given to me by my school so I can continue to keep playing Roblox? Awesome. And I was like, man, life is short. What are we living our lives for? And what are we teaching our kids about life? Are we teaching our kids that you have to make money, go to college, and save for retirement so that when you hit 65, you never have to work again, but you can live comfortably? Is that what we're teaching our kids? Make sure you have a savings so that when you retire, you can live comfortably in whatever way you want to live. And so David is asking God to make his end known to him. He's not saying, give me the date, the time, the place, and the circumstances, but he's talking about education. He says to God here, and we need to be doing the same thing, what is my end, Lord? And so I'm asking us, will it be the end of a sinner? he's praying right now, he's talking to the Lord about his situation and his circumstances, and his only question is, what's my end going to be like? Should I go here? Should I go there? Should I do this? Should I do that? None of that. Well, but it's not really fitting my needs, so I need to go there. Really? Is that how this works? Is that what life is? 70, 80 years of your life is making sure you are comfortable and you're getting everything you need? He's praying, as we should all be praying, to know about the end of our life as things are going to be judged because all things are judged by their end. Another year has come and another year is gone. Psalm 90 verse 9 says, Yes, throughout all our days we experience your Verse 12 of that same psalm, David asked the Lord to teach him to number his days because they are so short. What are we doing with this short life? 1 Corinthians or 1 Chronicles 29.15, excuse me, says this, <coughs> For we are resident foreigners and nomads in your presence. Like all our ancestors, our days are like a shadow on the earth without security. We're sojourners in this life. It's short. It's brief. A brief trip through this world is moving fast. I'm going to be corny here. It's like the sands of the hourglass. These are the days of our lives. I remember 
coming home from school, and my mother was watching TV from her lies, and I remember hearing that. And then she would watch General Hospital, Luke Laura. It was such a drama between these people. And my mom would be like, okay, now your job is to stop watching these soap operas with me, and you need to go into your room and clean it up and make it for bed. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, but really, I sleep on top of my bed.
something. No more issue. So keep going and spending that two bucks to buy that Powerball ticket. It's going to make your life easier. Because if we have that, our lives will take on what we gain. What benefit is it to gain the whole world and yet help make it better? What can a person give in exchange for his life? Jesus said, life might be honorable, it might be cheerful, it might even be virtuous now. Who knows the word virtue signaling? Anyone ever heard of virtue signaling? It's a social media term. Look at how good I am. Look at how awesome I am. Look at the things I've done. I was watching over the weekend, or it was just this past week, I can't remember the day, but I was watching something, and a woman gets up, and it was called, let's make a deal. She gets up there, and Wayne Brady says to her, who are you? And she goes, my name is blah, blah, blah. I couldn't remember her name to save my life, because what stuck out to me is she said, I am a cisgender, which means she's straight, drag queen. a drag queen, which means you dress up as a woman. So you're a woman? What's the point? It's called virtue signaling. Look at how good I am. See, I'm a cisgendered man who's a heterosexual married to a woman. Aren't I good? My pronouns, by the way, are said we need to stop racism. Racism is bad. doesn't matter that all black cops kill the black man. Racism's bad because they were just Uncle Toms. That's what you're told. That's the world we're living in. So life might be happy. It might be virtuous. You might even be a good person. Why ask God to make us know our end then? Because knowledge is important. It's difficult to acquire. It's not easy. And it can be effectively imparted by the Lord only. See, knowledge for the Christian implies a relationship with God. Jesus said that those who know him are saved. John 10, 14, I'm the good shepherd, Jesus said. I know my own and my own know me. Just as the Father knows me, I know the Father and I lay my life down for the sheep. Do you know Jesus, church? I have a friend or a family member after we record this and put it on the website, if they don't know Jesus, have them listen to this sermon. Go ask them, do you know Jesus? Because here's the thing, if you haven't heard yet, you might want to go to the website and listen to last week's sermon. It was all about sin. That was my most favorite sermon to preach. And it obviously it puts butts in seats, right? Some people heard that and said, I'm never going to come back. It was too hard to hear. I want to be told that I'm a good person. 
that your lives are short. Our lives are short. I don't know what else to say other than your life is not as long as you think it's going to be. And so you have to get to know Jesus. Stop making excuses. Stop figuring out ways to not go to church. Stop figuring out ways. And if I told you I had a good relationship with God and I met with Him every day at 10 o'clock in the morning or 9 o'clock in the morning and I did 15 minutes, what kind of relationship would I have? Yeah, I'm married to my wife. We talk 15 minutes a day. Great relationship. If you're not married, you should get married. Talk to your wife every day. Great relationship. Wonderful. But our relationship with Him is not long enough to get to know others. They're a man, and they don't love the Lord. I'm telling you right now, they're not. 
one theologian asked this question. In, dying, in a dying world, in a coming judgment, in an eternity at hand, what is it that I need? In a dying world, in a coming judgment, in an eternity at hand, what is it that I need? What is it that you need, church? Is it relief from your trials? Is it relief from your trials? In a world like this, you need relief from your trials? Good luck. Is it relief from death? When we see all of our politicians and quote-unquote leaders spending money like it's water? Is that what you think? Relief from your debt? Is that, is that what you need? Is it relief from your sickness? Because let me ask you a question. Which one of us is not having a decaying and dying body? What is it that you need? What is it that you're running after to find success and satisfaction in this life? Because I can tell you right now, I can't get no satisfaction. No, no, you can't. What is it that you need, church? Can you find it in someone special? Maybe, for a time. Can you find it in your money? Maybe, for a time. Can you find it in entertainment? I used to. I can't seem to anymore today. Because everyone and their mother in entertainment industries want to tell me their stupid political opinions. See, opinions about politics is just like a belly button. Everyone's got one. I don't really care. So shut up and play your sports because that's what I'm paying you for to watch you entertain me for a couple of hours. I can't even do that anymore. All the political speeches I hear from multi-millionaire oppressed Verse 12 in this psalm in the end tells me exactly what I need in my life. It says this. Verse 12, hear my prayers, O Lord, and give ear to my cry. Hold not your peace at my tears. Hold not your peace at my tears. David, hear me. He's crying out. He's asking says, I am a sojourner with you, a guest, like all my fathers before. Look away from me that I may smile again before I depart and be no more. David was asking God for peace. Hold not your peace at my tears. Church, life is hard. We need God. We need each other. We're kids. life, ask someone who's been there before. Because they didn't make it 60, 70, 80 years on luck alone. They got there for a reason. Now don't think that you know it all, as many of my kids seem to. But learn to ask. Learn to seek. Learn to knock. Learn to let the God open the doors to you for information. Remember the guide method? I've taught you guys this before. Go to the Lord. Understand his principles, investigate your options, 
discuss it with others and elders and express your freedom in Christ, the guide method in your life is something that will help you understand life in the way you're supposed to go. Because remember this church, 1 Corinthians 10 says this, you say everything is lawful for me, but not everything is beneficial. Everything is lawful, but not everything builds others up. Do you seek your own good or with the good of others? school once said this, experience comes from what we've done. Wisdom comes from what we've done badly. So let me end this before I pray with some humor. An angel appeared at a faculty meeting and tells the dean that in return for his unselfish and exemplary behavior, the Lord will reward him with his choice of infinite wealth, wisdom, or beauty. Without hesitating, the dean selects infinite wisdom. Done, the angel says to him. Appears in a cloud of smoke and then a bolt of lightning and goes away. Now all the heads turn to the dean who's sitting there with a faint halo of light surrounding him. At length, one of his colleagues whispers and says to him, Say something. The dean looks at all of them and he says, said in this song, 